Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Tonight we got them, Goldie the Sulk and JC. And it starts right now. Oh, welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. And may I add, Dana Walden's favorite podcast. Should we just put that in up top of every podcast? Dana Walden's favorite. Here it is. Why do you keep poking the tiger? Because <laughs> I'm not what sure. What is your that, compulsion I'm here? I'm not sure that she's even listening. So I want to, it's like I'm poking air. Just in case she And she's not to a tiger. She's a, she's a wonderful tiger, a wonderful, caring, benevolent she tiger. She already said she likes you. <laughs> Yes. She, there's no way this will make her like you more, and there is some <laughs> chance this will make her like you less. <laughs> so I would stop. All right. I wanted to palm Susanna Makos' face again this week to talk to Dana, but I guess we'll leave that on the side of the highway. Uh, so, yeah, up top today, we had a couple things we wanted to talk about. I think we should just briefly tip our caps to succession, which which ended this past Sunday, uh, as you're listening to this a couple Sundays ago. Just what a, I, I, I've never Stuck seen, the landing. Stuck the landing, uh. and I've never seen a final season of anything be that good. Oh, it was, nice. It was, the final season was just perfection. The perfection. final moments, too. Oh. Because just, that's so important, because sometimes these shows, I remember The Sopranos, yeah. the panic of watching Meadow Park, looking at the clock, saying yeah. there's only three minutes left. This cannot resolve itself in a decent way. Yeah. yeah. It's too late. I'm watching a live botch. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they took apart the body and they can't figure out. There's, you know, like a kidney sitting beside the body after they've stitched it up. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Did right. we leave that out there? Uh, what do we do now? <laughs> but just the the penultimate scene, I thought... With about four minutes to go, they're in the conference room, oh, and it comes crazy. down to, I am the firstborn boy. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, that's the, been the subtext of the whole show. And yeah. then I think Shiv saying, no, you're not even that, because of yeah. Connor. Like, Yeah, well, but there was, a, there was another little thing they threw in, which I had never heard at any point in the series, that the, the idea that maybe he was a bastard. 
Did you did you get that? I didn't get that. I got oh. that his kids were maybe bastards. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Well, the it filing was such, cabinet guy. It was such. Oh, right. That's what it was. It was such confusion when they were literally clawing at oh each other. But faces. I learned filing cabinet guy is uh, some sort of euphemism for a sperm bank. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I read that afterwards. Interesting. I the, don't know like, how you get from. I, is the sperm in no, a filing uh, cabinet notoriously? No, I think I the think, names are in a cabinet. Yeah, probably. when you go to choose your donor, they have yeah. a file of of like Kate of people and be like, oh, yeah. this is what I want. I want a or whatever, you know. And then you go, oh, here's in our file. You go into the file cabinet. This That's is a tangent, <laughs> and we'll get right yeah. back to succession. I, I there have been couples in my life who were looking for a sperm donor. Yeah. yeah. Did they come to Didn't you? Didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Never been asked by anyone. Very insulting. <laughs> First joke of the day. First joke of the like, day. Even if you're not going to use me, ask me. Right. And this goes out to everyone who's thinking of doing this. Ask everyone close to you. They will not object to jizzing. No. They'll give just... it to you, and then you just... Dump Don't it out. Use it. Dump it out on the way home, out the Fine. window. But ask. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy toss out the window. Nineteen eighties yes. style littering. Just a cup of jizz out the window on yeah. your way home. Right, that is insulting. I'm sorry that you weren't okay. Out. Back to succession. Okay, back. Oh, no, that was succession. That yes. was a, that, that partially. Uh, that that la- the last shots of Kendall with that fucking driver and the choppy waters and just stare it was it was so artfully rendered that finale it was just so great and it was if the I could way interview things um work. the the creator yeah one Jesse thing Armstrong. I would ask like kind of kind of 40 minutes into it Jesse Armstrong I would say how many different takes of Roman at the bar getting that martini did you have and what different looks option wise did you have because it's like i kind of picture the filming of that like can you do like now you're sad about it (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. how we would direct it on dads or whatever (laughs) like we're gonna need some options in the edit can you do one where (laughs) now you're happy but then you think about it a little more and you're mildly upset yeah just give us wistful on this one Wistful, laughing just laughing <laughs> maniacally let's see what that looks like have some fun with it now just do ones where i don't tell you what to do and you just kind of roll <laughs> well so the creator's name is jesse armstrong and we have to give him a shout out because he wrote of so many of the episodes he's a british guy i've seen him interviewed a few times and um so now goldie and jc i gotta ask in light of succession armstrong wise who you got Jesse, Lance, or Stretch? <laughs> well, I mean, that's easy, isn't it? Wouldn't that be a Jesse? Well, that's recency bias. Right. Remember but all also, the fun hours you had with Stretch Armstrong as a kid? That was actually, absolutely the best toy. Yeah, maybe that's why I didn't have that connection to Stretch Armstrong. You didn't have it as a toy? Uh-uh. Oh, boy. <laughs> was I really <laughs> Back to succession again. <laughs> no, no, no. Time. Which Armstrong? We're playing which Armstrong? <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh no, well, God. so Succession, we don't have much more to say about it. You've all seen it by now, even though I'm not sure JC has. I have not. Um, yeah, I could oh tell by God, your face. Sorry. No, it's I could okay. Tell by, I, I could tell by your face when we were talking about it. <laughs> but but let's just say that what was great about the final season was it was so messy. when like when When Logan dies, 
it's messy. It wasn't like a death scene and like a last words. It was just, oh, he's collapsed on the floor and we're going to try and revive him for an hour. But you know what? He's dead. And then nobody knew what to do. And then nobody knew what to do all the way till the end of the show where it was still in doubt, as you said, Goldie, with three minutes left in the entire series, it was still messy and up in the air and they could not decide amongst themselves. So, boy. Well, the mark of a good show sometimes is it's both what they do and what they don't do. Yeah. And a couple things that they didn't do, which were great, which was Logan in the death throes and people going, are you going to be okay? And him going like, leave it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious right and the closest they came to that at which was great was the document where it was kind Greg? of hazy whether kendall was underlined or crossed out yes oh, which was man. perfect the, the second thing <laughs> and greg question mark yeah <laughs> the second area where they held their fire that i i'm so glad they did and it was so well done was they did the election drama and they only brought it up to say, hey, it's in the courts. This thing might not happen when Connor was talking about his ambassadorship and, and that now being ambiguous as to whether it would happen or not. So they didn't do a whole commentary on the election and what no. could happen. And, and that was just really well handled. That was so well played. And, and to add on to that point, uh, Roman, just after the election and when they had potentially just fucked the country by proclaiming this one guy the winner— at the end of it, he's just like, he's like, we gave, we gave him a good night of television. It was good entertainment. That's it. Like, and it and, yeah. And that's, you have to believe that's so close to the way that it's being thought of. Well, Roman like in particular, in, in particular, totally. from the beginning, he only wanted it because it was maybe possible. He didn't really have a passion for it at all. It just was something that could happen. So then he began thinking, maybe it should happen and I should want it. I do want it. Right. Okay, you're going to get it. I don't want it. That seems yeah. so real. That's like... Right. Right, like that's yes, it was a lot so, of people go through. And did anyone see, like, I guess there was someone online who pretty accurately guessed the ending and and for a strange reason, which I thought was so cool, um, which is there was a baseball player in the 1890s whose last name was Wamsgans. Yes. <laughs> and he... His only uh, like credit of note is he's the only player in Major League Baseball history to have an unassisted triple play in the World Series. <laughs> and so somebody guessed the ending based on that. And I Whoa. thought that was so cool. Whoa. <laughs> that's yeah. like, that's next level, yeah. as the kids like to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the beginning, to name a guy Wamsgans. I know. It's quite a risk. You, that you then go, well, that should be a clue, because that's yeah. so odd, unless yeah. it's someone from high school you're still in love with, like <laughs> Will Trish Willis. Wamsgans. <laughs> Will Willis. <laughs> Will Willis. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so anyway, great job, Jesse Armstrong, and, and all the actors and writers on Succession. Oh, my God. You guys made a fantastic show. We. And we we did a fantastic. We did it. <laughs> we did. We did. did put it. put your put our arm around succession. We did it, guys. <laughs> we landed a plane. Yeah. But Goldie, more importantly, it's uh, it's getting warm out. It's uh, it's it's almost swimming season. You must be psyched about uh, having your little piscine in the backyard. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a public service to people oh. that I I want to give. Mm-hmm. So. I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a pool. We've been over that. Yes. My house is 
diminutive. Yes. And yet I, I have a, a swimming pool. So that's the, yeah. the crown jewel of the house. Yes. Very grateful for it. Use it a lot. Now, here's the thing. People have started oh, no. in a very ham-handed way <laughs> to try to get in touch with me to see how I'm doing. Oh, And it's so transparent. <laughs> the timing of this coincides with the arrival of summer and the desire to use the pool. Yeah, let's pool get the owners. kids together. Let's get the kids together. Pool owners are not stupid, okay? <laughs> If you want to use their pool and you want to make it seem like you're just getting in touch but not to use the pool yeah. and you want to finesse this invitation, you need to start this in February. You yes. don't start <laughs> in fucking the second week of May, the third week of May, checking in and going like, hey, it's been a while. Oh, has it? Yeah. Has it been a while? <laughs> it's been a while. As I make the final pH arrangements on my pool and I'm, I have the tubes and I'm checking the water and, and coincidentally I'm getting this call that I, I seem to also remember getting at a similar time last year. Don't start greasing me in fucking May. I'm not play. busy in March. The doldrums of March. Check on me then. And by the way, I, like if I like your kid, maybe. And if your kid is in diapers? No. no. <laughs> I don't want someone in diapers in my fucking pool. So no, there's absolutely no way. So if you want to do it, first thing you should say to me is in this, you know, highly choreographed thing that you think you're so suave and I'm so unaware of and you're <laughs> such a diplomat and so smooth that the person with a pool has no idea what you're doing. The first thing you should say is, hey, uh, it's it was a relief this week. You know, James is finally potty trained. <laughs> Yes. Great way in. Begin great, there. Great way in. Right. And, and they have to invite you over to do something. At least Ooh. do a mislead invite. That's Don't true. Don't like, leave this ambiguous thing up there. Like, we got to get together. Here's an example. Yeah. I work for Disney, and we have these four passes we're not using, and we were thinking maybe you guys could use them. Okay. Hey, this Sunday, we were thinking of having some people over. That's brilliant. Yes. yes. That's how it works. It's that simple. Yes. Yes. It's that simple. Yes. I love it. Yes. And it's, speaking of... Kids in diapers and no, Al Pacino just got his girlfriend pregnant. What? Oh, well, are we doing the Johnny jokes now? Or are we... Oh, is this in Johnny jokes? I didn't know. Oh, well, it just... is for me. Is it okay, for you? Okay, fine. I'm not going to step on it. Just you said no, and it made me think of him. <laughs> Kids in diapers. Hey, well, let, what, what are we Is your pool to... completed, by the way? Did that convicted felon or whatever oh, who yes. was supposed to do Bless. your pool uh finish it it's a little craig breath there. pool season long, here we go right that was, a lo- that was a long size size matter by the way <laughs> so yeah no not quite almost really almost Just 2024 and, yeah we're looking at next summer as a real party no it, it's gonna be ready soon but yeah so oh, yeah. i'm told i keep being told next week but i do have confidence that but how are you guys doing you're doing good yeah, actually yeah. very well. Still dude. Yeah, cool. We should still... get together. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy 
price, price line. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, let's not pussyfoot around. Let's get in to Johnny Joe. From where? That's right, Hollywood. Here's Johnny's. Keeping it light and lively today. Well, uh, an earlier report that former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is running for president has been corrected. So we can now officially say that former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is walking for president. (laughs) Heavy guy. meat and potatoes for the constituents. (laughs) That's right. There we go. Uh, Here's a more uh, Alex Sultan Does Chris Christie know Will Willis? (laughs) Chris Christie, Will Willis, Bob Roberts. Okay. Well, uh, the legal woes continue to mount for MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell after an electric blanket his company sells caused a house fire in Ohio. Lindell has pled not quilty. (laughs) I was laughing because I had to say, for those of you at home, I had to record that twice and I was laughing. We're taking time for that. Okay. A 102-year-old woman in France recently said that the key to a long life is great sex. So apologies to my wife, whose life expectancy just dropped dramatically. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, two more today. Apologies to my wife, tragically dead at 31. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been better. That would have been better. Uh, Based on stool samples, scientists have determined that the two users of an ancient toilet in Jerusalem were very unhealthy. (laughs) And that from just my 23 and me. (laughs) My relatives. And finally, finally... A lengthy, wordy one, finally. That's the way you want to do it. Imagine you're just having diarrhea 2,000 years ago, and you're like, all right, but at least like no one's going to remember. Yeah. You just they found shat it. your toga, and, and you're embarrassed, and you run into this bathroom, and you're like scraping it off, and you go, okay, well, it's, it's over. Right, and at least no one will ever know about that. Yeah, somehow they have pictures of them. Here's what they might have looked like. Uh, all right, finally, uh, the new show, The Idol, from Euphoria creator Sam Levinson, is receiving just a 9% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, with critics calling it tasteless, bordering on pornography. The show airs on HBO Sundays at 10, and on Max as soon as your wife falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Johnny Two. All right. Well, as you've heard, 82-year-old Al Pacino's 29-year-old girlfriend is eight months pregnant. Whoa. Yeah, she says she's looking forward to the feedings, burpings, and changing diapers until the baby is born. Talk about meat and potatoes. They're very obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes has begun serving her 11-year prison sentence for fraud, but she hasn't exhausted her appeals. Today, she told authorities... She has a revolutionary technology that makes one day in prison equal to a decade. (laughs) Requires specific knowledge about Theranos. (laughs) We all know that swindler. And meanwhile, sales of Bud Light are down 30% as controversy over trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney continues to swirl. 
Uh, Budweiser is confident cooler heads will prevail and their customers will eventually realize they're alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, th- this next one, we've never, we've never done this before. This Ooh. is a Jim Gaffigan. Ooh. Oh, God bless him. It's Our a old Jim friend. Gaffigan joke. Love Our it. So friend. is it going to be like seven jokes in a row about the same topic? <laughs> You'll see. Okay. <laughs> a man was arrested after shooting his roommate in a fight over who ate the last hot pocket. Shot pocket. Ah! <laughs> yes. Amazing. Oh, that brings me back to 96. Yeah. If you haven't familiarized yourself with Jim Gaffigan's hot pocket bit, just go YouTube Jim Gaffigan hot pocket. I, I like that joke. You know, I thought he didn't would have more hair. I thought he would have more jokes on that topic. <laughs> I didn't even remember that the hot pocket jingle was hot pocket. So how would I get shot pocket? (laughs) And I've got one more. And finally, a New York fertility doctor accused of using his own sperm to impregnate patients died over the weekend. He is survived by we have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Oh, that was a great. That's great. That was a great closing line. Have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, That's boy, wrong. folks, friends, you are in for a not treat this week <laughs> as we were because Goldie, our brainiac friend, Goldie had an idea for today's show. And the idea was that we all watch Gutfeld. Yes. So the same episode. The same episode, which we did. So for those of you who might not know, Gutfeld is the number one late night show. I Googled this. I can't believe that's true. It seemed to be true from what I could find. It's on Fox News, and it's a one-hour late night show on Fox News. So So it it gets higher ratings than The Tonight Show. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Colbert. Yeah. Kimmel. I don't know what else. No, that's those, but, those but the, are the three biggies. I mean, the Tonight Show. This is shocking to yeah. us as, as veteran late night scribes. Yes, <laughs> and it's up. At, it's at the same time too. Yeah. Oh well, it's at, it's at eleven. It gets a little bit of a jump on them, but that's the difference between uh, them and ratings was significant. Oh my god! Um, it's like they're twenty percent higher, and I, I I did notice that it went down. Since the Fox News settlement, I feel like there's been kind of a... It's probably Tucker Carlson and not the settlement. Yes, Mm, right. Which were sort of... I don't think their viewers cared about the Dominion case at all. All right, so let's... I think they probably cared about Tucker. Oh, Ah. that's probably a good point. But one thing, it was a chain reaction. Let's put it that way. So let's let's get into this. Oh, my God. Goldie, (laughs) God bless you for coming up and thinking of ideas for the show, but this one was particularly painful. So right out of the gate, right out of the gate, the intro with these <laughs> letters running through town, ta- it, it, it looked like, do you remember the Garfield cartoon? It's a yeah, Gutfeld it's like- and Garfield. It was the same font, I wonder if the same level of bouncy <laughs> excitement. So right away, it was ridiculous. Can, can, I, can I preface this too? Yes. With it, It's going to sound hard to believe, but... I did enter this with no preconceptions of it yes. being good or bad. And I'm I'm very open to it being good and saying, oh, hey, this was super well done, really well produced, really tight writing, not for me. Yeah. Or don't agree with it. Or maybe I, I would be surprised and go, 
hey, like, you guys should check this out. Right. I totally agree with that assessment. Because the, the quality is, is surprisingly high, and that's how they've gotten the audience. So I just want to make that clear before we go in. Yes. The, uh, the task wasn't, here's this thing on a news channel we don't like. Yeah, let's, so let's bash get it. it. It was literally like, let us discover why this is the most watched show in late night. And so that's very, that's a great point to make, and, and I'll just tag on to that. It's like when you watch a comedian who might be a little right of center or just a little center, and you hear them go off on, you know, well, culture and this and that, and, they're, and they can be funny, and you're laughing along with them, and you're like, yes, you know what? This guy is really funny. I, I, I can get into this. Like, he's not someone I would necessarily go out and see, but that's funny. So we were looking for, I think, Goldie, you and I for sure, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you too, JC, yeah. you're just Absolutely. looking to laugh. Like, yes. And particularly a comedy show. in light of the fact that we're on strike to see what kind of writing was being done because he uses non-union people. Yeah. Oh, right. And, and to say, could I confidently say there's a difference in quality yeah. between WGA and non-WGA? And I think I can confidently say, yes, there is. Yeah, based on this, absolutely. But and so, Goldie. But so, I think we went in trying to understand the appeal. Yes, yes, totally right. And as we talked about a little bit beforehand, this was we lucked our way into a best of episode. Like we didn't know that we were just like we're all going to record the show on Monday night and we'll watch it and see what it is. So we luckily get a best of so goldie i know you were thinking as i was thinking going into this okay these are the things he's selected so he's telling us this is an a plus like if you're if you want to know gutfeld (laughs) here is my resume my hair has been you know uh shorn i'm I'm presenting my cleanest self i have an engagement ring in my pocket i'm ready to pop the question (laughs) and and consummate this union with you i'm gutfeld (laughs) right Welcome. Uh, Welcome. And, you know, I, I, I will say having worked on, on some of these shows, when we would put together a, any best of on Kilborn, um, or, or even the, the reel, the sizzle reel that plays for the audience before the show begins, because sometimes they're not familiar with the show. They were just yeah. dum-dums walking in Burbank who wanted to see something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this exactly. is what they see. Those reels were great. Yes. Like, right. you could assemble... You know, I enjoyed Kilborn on a nightly basis, but even if you didn't, right, you would enjoy the highlight reel or the best of show or the anniversary show because totally right. there were many good moments. So I was expecting we would be presented with like montages of jokes that were killer, a couple bits, and then moments from interviews that just shone where people were super funny. Right. And yeah. again, that we would go, okay. Like, I get yeah. why you would maybe choose this over Fallon or Colbert. Yeah. Yes. No. Or Kimmel. And so my first impressions right away, my, the first question I was, I was asking myself, is he Jewish? Please don't be Jewish. Because his name's Gutfeld. Yeah. He looks kind of like he could be a Jewish guy. And I was thinking to myself, don't do this to me. We've got enough bad thing <laughs> with Epstein and Weinstein. We don't right. need Gutfeld. <laughs> so I, luckily I wikipedia it. it Raised Catholic. We're off the hook. Raised <laughs> okay, Catholic. Okay. <laughs> so that was first relief in moment one. The the set was terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, just right away, aesthetically, it looked like, 
you know, you think of the the top late night show Goldies, you said the Tonight Show. Obviously, that's the gold standard and it's a grand Hollywood style experience still today with Fallon. It's still that. Yeah. And when you had Dave on Broadway and it felt like you were in the middle of the New York theater district and here's this hilarious and the Ed Sullivan theater, it's all tied together. This was just like a room with a carpet. Like it, it just, it, it it had nothing. There was nothing dynamic or interesting right. about the way the show was presented. I felt like there was a point in the first couple of minutes where I almost said, I quit the podcast. I'm turning this off. <laughs> like right away, right away. <clears throat> What I was struck by throughout the whole show, and I'm sure you noticed this too, how in a best of episode can you have so many clinkers, clunker jokes with zero audience reaction? Okay, I that's I, I got to weigh in with my thoughts a little bit here because yeah. the first thing I've written down as I'm taking notes is where is his charisma? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is the appeal? Why yeah. is this person... We are told Gutfeld. Yeah. We're just told. Gutfeld. Here's Gutfeld. Exclamation. Exclamation. Yes. Exclamation. And then you just go, he's not terrible or something, but there's very little there. There's not Agreed. like a glint in the eye. There's not repartee. There's not an excess of charm. There's no mm. center of gravity. It's not the Bill Maher thing where you're going, well, this guy's just whipping off right. sort of news and statistics and viewpoints in an elegant way very quickly. It's yeah. He's just sitting there in the midst of this. Now, I thought initially there was no audience. And <laughs> Me the too. crew was laughing. <laughs> yeah. But then they wow. said, come to New York and get tickets to see Gutfeld. So the guy is bombing in front of his own audience <laughs> yes. in his best of show. Yes. I, the entire time. <laughs> yes. Like there was not a laugh that oh. was more than huh. Yeah. And remember, there was that one moment where it's like it was like a fat people joke, yes. and then nobody laughed, and he was like, yes. uh, "Make sure that's cut." He said something weird about it, like there was because no one's laughing. Because so I thought the whole point of Fox News was giving this segment of people what they want, but even they don't appear to want it when they're there, and no. that was the most puzzling thing to me about this show. Well, that I it's a- successful, but. No one but, seems to enjoy it. But here's the thing. here, Because I, I had that exact same thought, and I think my next thought connected to that was, oh, they just, they just want to enjoy and prop up something that the left doesn't like. So it's like just the that. fact that it's, a fo- it's the Fox News uh, nightly show, t- it's the Fox News version of The Tonight Show, they're going to support it. And watch it, and even if they're not laughing, even if they don't enjoy it, because but they here's, know here's how much. But here's yeah. the thing, is that it wasn't, and I've written this down, they're fighting so hard for the right to make mediocre, mildly bigoted jokes. That these are yes. not even things that really pissed me off, because they weren't good enough no. to piss me off, or make me feel bad, or make me feel anything. And they were just not... I mean, there, there was nothing appeared to be written like he did one Leonardo DiCaprio joke twice right, on the same twice. best yes. of yes. about yes. him having young girlfriends. No. But in terms of I've heard that joke in many different forms yeah. on many different shows. Yes. And in, yes. in terms of those, it broke no new ground, nor was it very well written, nor is Leonardo DiCaprio a particularly sacred cow 
right. no. with me or anyone else. <laughs> no. Um, no. So I don't know who was so excited to hear that. And that also, one thing I was talking about with my wife last night was that they have, even more than we do, an imaginary straw man. <laughs> they are beating up, like, who is this imaginary person they're so angry at who's so anxious to cancel them, who is saying they can't say this stuff, which they're not yeah. saying anything that you can't right. say because they're not saying anything at all, hardly. <laughs> right. Well, the, well, and, But well, all they're saying is that, like, I bet I can't say what I want but what do you want to say? Because Just like say the stuff that they want to say seems to be like, one guy made a joke, my stove identifies as electric. Yes. They were yeah. talking about, and yeah. so they clearly want to, um, yeah, the they, like they're, they're not even good enough to say the stupid joke of my pronouns are kiss my ass. That right. like Ted Cruz or Roseanne Barr or everyone, like everyone right. in that world mm-hmm. uses it and gets huge applause. Like, they're not even skilled enough to do that. Like, no. they just want to use the word identifies to show, like, oh, liberals think anyone can identify with what they want. And so when I say identifies, I'm going to show them it's ridiculous. But it's like, I don't feel, I don't feel, like, t- particularly exposed or angry or, or anything. I just feel, like, mildly puzzled that you can't put a joke together on tv right (laughs) well and so one of the segments that was their lead segment in this best of the theme of it was gen z workers are a big problem now yes and 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 all the topics are straw men yes like gen z workers are a problem another one was uh liberals are more depressed than conservatives a study yeah, another uh, one was was airplane airline jokes. Can you uh, lean well, your should seat you be allowed back? to put your seat? Oh, yeah. So sorry, I'm sorry. Bit. Go on, but just to show the yeah. topics, like it's yes. not like real time, which I thought well, it was going to be a more conservative real time, where they're right. like, "Hey, look here, you know, this is a bullshit story." But like the, the the conservatives thought there was a high school that had a litter box for a kid who identified as a cat. It turned out to be bullshit or whatever. But right. I thought they were going to be doing like that and then getting inflamed. But they're not yeah. even doing that. Like yes. it's the most benign. Well, that's topics. that was another takeaway from it. All all the topics felt like, oh, this is what you're going to try and get everyone riled up about. I mean, it's like say whatever you will about either side of the aisle. But it feels like on the left, it's kind of like their talking points are like, hey, we kind of feel like everyone should be treated equal. Like, and we feel like there shouldn't be starving homeless people everywhere. And the right, or the, the Gutfeld is like, can you put your seat back or are we too woke to do that now? Right, the word like, woke is is a catch-all for them, like an yes. undefined catch-all. Like, to me, woke, uh, if I were a conservative, and by the way, this show got me thinking, like, do we turn heel, become conservative comics? Because within a week, I would have $30 would million. Dominate. I would be undeniably yeah. the greatest conservative comic. Because <laughs> yes. yes. oh, I could 100%. do this. I could find the fucking jokes if I wanted to, yes. and I could, like, come up with the stats, and I could argue. I can get inflamed, right? Yes. So I would just take my yeah. inflammation and put it on this side of the topic and scream at people. Yeah, yes. you'd be on at 8 p.m. at the CPAC conference. Right. Like, you would be the the keynote speaker. <laughs> yes. But yeah. so woke to conservative just means that, like, we're going to force their kids to have some kind of anal sex or something. Like, yes. it's, it's <laughs> right. like, it's, it's some yeah. crazy, which, and 
crazily enough, you know, and that they somehow think trans people are going to do it. Now, crazily enough, the one institution they venerate, the church, where the men are wearing robes, and this is actually an organized <laughs> thing that has been proven over and over again, but they don't touch that. Like, they're not yeah. concerned with that, where it's no. actually <laughs> been proven that this is happening, has yes. happened, Grooming. and is an epidemic. But yes. let's never talk about that. Never. But let's talk about... Because there's a swimsuit at Target for adults <laughs> way off in the corner, I'm sure, <laughs> that right. helps people who've had gender reassignment tuck in their genitals or want gender reassignment or waiting. And it's like, like God bless Target for, for allowing people to have some fucking dignity in their stores and purchase an item and, and make them feel welcome. Yeah. yeah. God yes. fucking bless them for people who are having a hard time can walk into a Target and get a product that makes them feel letter, a little better about themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the fact that this is what they have a problem with. So to, but to me, woke means a little more awareness, a little more courtesy, that the traditional ways of thinking may have harmed or excluded people. And that's it. Yes. 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 And if well, you I- want to just go, like, no, they were perfect, okay, that's a viewpoint. But to go that this is some sort of conversion, like, based on... <laughs> What's going on in in your home? Right. And yes. the molestation epidemic like that's not even an argument to me. Like I know. it's it's ridiculous. So though the use of woke as this catch-all was to me like that was the only thing they appeared to have. Yes. But they couldn't even use it correctly. No. I also felt a thing that they always leaned on was sexuality. Everything was about sex. It was like yes. Everything was like, well, you know, these depressed liberals, no wonder why they're not getting laid. It was like yeah, always yeah. this very aggressive. Yeah, like, the, well, like, they're not on top. They've never yes, been on top. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of bad, like, it, it, bad puns. Really about bothered that. me. And, and I like a bad pun, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I know that. But there was also, just to talk about it for a minute structurally, because I think I went into this, like, I wonder what this show is. And, and we chatted a little bit before about this, but I was expecting... A monologue, yep. maybe some kind of a little sketch or desk piece, as we call it, like some little thing where it's just gut felt doing a little routine, whether it's with graphics or without Wasn't graphics. Wasn't that the beginning? I thought he did that at the beginning. No. no he sat at the desk and introduced the best of, and to be fair, we of. haven't seen a regular gut felt. It's possible right. he does that. I don't so, know. But it, it seemed weird that he wouldn't include any of it. I got the right. impression yeah. that every night starts with you know, applause and guests already <laughs> sitting there or being introduced and coming out. But so there are no sketches. There's no monologue. It's just this forum where they have four guests and then Gutfeld in the in the middle. And it's sort of a very old fashioned setup, uh, like a like a political show. Mm-hmm. It it almost looked like uh, the politically incorrect oh. with Bill Maher. It's like the McLaughlin right? group if everyone yes. was stupid. Right. <laughs> like, no one knew anything. Uh, next no one had any Pat qualifications. Tempf. And everyone was a fucking moron who, you know, like, to me, it was like a one-beer conversation with the other dads at the school that you have nothing in common with. There's no rapport. No. There was no certainly. Rapport. None. And they kept sort of, you know, we got a, a sampling of a few guests, and I think we can conclude from that that there, there are a couple of, I guess what we might call regulars, uh, one of them being Cat Timpf, <laughs> who likes to put consonants next to each other in her last name that does not make any sense. So Cat Timpf seemed like 
as you were saying, Goldie, she was sort of the most ready for prime time. She's I, like, I understood why she was on TV. I right. didn't think she was particularly good at it, but it I made know. sense. And I think she's someone who, having Google around a little bit, I think she's someone who traffics in like comedy you can't say, but without ever actually doing that comedy. Yeah, right. like there's a lot of self righteousness about the right for me to make these jokes, and it's like, but you're not making them, <laughs> right? I know. So, I, well, what are those jokes though that you're so you're so adamant about preserving? Yeah, the sacredness of you being able to say them, but what are they? We, it's so funny that you bring that up because, and you, I think you might've even been there when we did a thing for Peter. I don't know if you remember where he had a Netflix special where he was a comedian who just said the setups of jokes. And so it was just a lot of him walking around like, uh, flew on an airplane recently. So, uh, and they're letting gays get married now, huh? And then just long pause, which is basically what this That's show what it was, was. Right. yeah, it was just saying the buzzwords to like get, but the Greta buzzwords Thunberg. Were, oh, yeah, yeah they that said one. That. Greta, and like Greta Thunberg's well, birthday party. Well, I wrote something down about that because yeah. he said he said like oh she got kicked out of Chuck E. Cheese for basically being liberal, and then he says that's not a true story, but who cares. Yes, I wrote that down as well. I couldn't believe it. And it's like, like, that's Fox News. That's what you do. Like, that's their thing. Right. And also, yeah, let's like pull the break here for a second. This is on Fox News. Exactly. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) Well, I heard that CNN is is seriously is contemplating putting together their own. Oh, everyone is going to be doing this because the budget is. Right. That, that show Zero. costs like, yeah, yeah $600 to produce. The set's terrible. <laughs> right. The guests, I'm probably getting an appearance fee, but I, I mean, they would They're do all it Fox talent anyway. It was like, all yeah. you know, that, that was another funny thing. It almost seemed like a Key and Peele sketch <laughs> where when they would have introduced some weird looking white guy with a strange sounding made up name <laughs> under over an even stranger sounding made up show. It was like, yeah. here's Bill Wanamaker from The Ringer Plus Five. And it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if any of this exists. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, well, yeah. there was one moment I wanted to bring up to you in particular, which was so that sidekick, the wrestling guy. Yeah. yeah Ty Tyrus. <laughs> Yeah, his, it, it's like Will uh, I'm gonna break it down. Tyrus. Give you like, I'll give you the the tough guy, the real yeah. thing. So yeah. with the belt over his shoulder, yeah, the belt over his shoulder, the <laughs> yeah. wrestling. So that belt that was whatever. like, you know, when when Amy Schumer came out in the Steve Harvey suit, and it was funny for like three minutes, and then it's like, yeah. but wait, now you're gonna have to wear this Steve Harvey suit for an hour <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it, it, that's the, an enormous miscalculation. It's yeah, like right. the, if you came out with a belt and then handed it to someone, right? And there was that's a belt handler, like that would be a bit. But <laughs> yeah. you sitting with a belt is not working. Anyway, Ay. so the topic was um, liberals are more depressed than conservatives. Don't I? Know and they it. had one study. There was very little proof of this, but whatever. It was enough to get them in. And then. Uh, someone suggested the reason for this was all the weed they're smoking. There's no right. proof provided now right. that liberals smoke more weed or no, that, 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 I, nothing. This is just conjecture. Like it's because yeah. of all the weed they smoke. So then this Tyrus guy says, it's not all the weed. Oh, yeah. uh, he goes, it's, it's not all the weed. Cause, uh, I smoke weed and we smoke weed. So I guess this is like the controversial take. And he goes, and then he starts, they veer into this observational comedy that these aren't actual observable things, right? So he goes, uh, 
it's it's not all the weed I, we smoke weed and is there anything worse than when a liberal comes in and ruins a pot party <laughs> a yeah. pot party and you go what like <laughs> the phrase pot party like yes. i'll just set that to the side <laughs> such a groovy groovy way to put it that's like the dinner mint i'll grab on the way in knowing that i might forget to do it on the way out but it'll be in my pocket later so i'll take pot party i'll put it Mel- over here melted <laughs> Okay, so I'm granted I don't live in Kansas or Montana or real estate. So there are these conservative pot parties, like people are like <laughs> in the parking lot getting blasted on pot before the Marco Rubio rally, you know, or, or, or going in to watch Passion of the Christ. They're they're like, let's toke up beforehand, uh, and then and then the idea that. There's a liberal who goes to these, who, yeah. who, like, knowing these people is also, A, invited, or B, not invited, and worse, would go uninvited, show up. And then the example he gives is he goes, you know, because you're having a good time. And then they they come in and they go, you know, the polar bears are dying. <laughs> like, what fucking world is that? Like, I know they think we live in a made-up world of delusion and Trump derangement syndrome or whatever, but, like, what fucking universe is this happening in? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, this right. is 1966. That's, right. that's all yeah. made up! It's, yeah. it's, it's a it's Debbie ridiculous. Downer sketch. Yeah, right. Exactly. There were so many moments in watching the show that I felt like this is it's an SNL sketch like it's and they're not it's an SNL sketch that is not getting laughs. Like to me, the only watchability of it was I don't know if you remember um, probably about 20 years ago now, CNBC gave John McEnroe a talk show called You Can't Be Serious. And the idea was that because he was so adamant, he would be adamant all the time and get you worked mm-hmm. up and you would watch it but <laughs> it became very clear like eight minutes into the first episode he, he had no idea right they, how to host a show yeah how to have or direct a conversation yeah or what he should be doing on air right so that yes. makes sense i remember i used to this became must see viewing for me yes i watched it was several so in that yeah. and so, so there was one time he had Paul Bettany on. Wow. And he was promoting some movie, but McEnroe didn't know anything about that movie. Oh, no. So he he started asking about old movies. <laughs> and he was like, I guess he was in that HBO movie called The The Mick about Mickey or no, Roger Maris maybe. Oh, something. Yeah. yeah. 51. 61. 61, yeah. So he was like <laughs> So he was like, "You played The Mick." <laughs> <laughs> What's Mickey Mantle like? And the guy's like, I don't know. Uh, and then he, he he showed a clip from that. And then he showed a clip from two of his older movies. Like he showed oh, three no. clips in five minutes of three different movies. Like he had no. Right. And so I think like the, the appeal to me is not even as a liberal, but as some a TV professional is just that this is so inept that it's compelling. Right. 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 Watching a, a train crash. You know, like. Yeah, and it's not even like a train wreck. It's, <laughs> no train wreck. it's more a, a it's more like watching a train slowly go down the wrong track <laughs> oh. in a way that doesn't seem fatal, but it's right. still like that's not the right track though, <laughs> no. right? It's yes. exactly that's so well put. It was like 
it was like watching somebody tell me what was going to happen at my next dentist appointment. Like I'm not, I'm not in the chair getting drilled, but you're like, the guy's telling you like, yeah, that they're probably going to drill. And you're like, I don't like this. I'm not, okay. I get it. I, I have a note down here in my, my phone making notes about this. Seven minutes in, and I'm struggling. <laughs> that was, like, Is that I was when you so, texted us? I so wanted to cut out of this thing. It felt like uh, reading the footnotes of a book. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that those. It wasn't the book. <laughs> right. Like, this, this shouldn't be the main thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it is interesting. Because I'm not I, sure. I, I wrote this down toward the end. I'm not sure he believes it. Like, that. the, the thing about conservative I TV and Tucker Carlson, I, I, it's almost now a documented he doesn't believe it. And, you know, he it was I saw reported that he back channeled to Hunter Biden to get his kid a recommendation into Georgetown. Yeah. And The New York right. Times had a big profile a year ago about how he he's actually liberal journalists, most coveted source. Like he goes Amazing. off the record and gives tips all the time. And that, he, you know, he, I think, was vaccinated at a time when he was questioning the vaccine. But he does a great job of making you think he believes it. Right. Yeah. But Gutfeld, I don't even believe he believes it. I think he's just kind of saying it because right. he thinks it works. But yes, I he doesn't that- seem to care about conservatism any more than we do. Right. He had the he had you said before there was no like sparkle in his eye. I I slightly disagree with that, but I think that it wasn't the sparkle of somebody who's like special on camera or particularly talented. No, and he it wasn't was, awful either by the same token. He's, right. He, he's fine. But he had this glint in his eye that I have recognized from over the years. It's the glint of a suddenly empowered nerd. it's like it was like suddenly somebody's been telling him for a while like this is working greg you're the most popular on late night so that is to me it had this a little bit of like yeah you were cool in high school but i'm look at me now yes kind of thing this might cut to the core for you but you know who he kind of reminds me of Uh tom bergeron (laughs) <laughs> the local Boston host where it was almost through sheer force of will he was on TV yes. and by hanging around he somehow became host of Dancing with the Stars and then that just and happened America's to become a hit movie. like it shouldn't yeah. have been it was a summer programming thing and you'd go we're gonna put ballroom dancing on network TV and anyone's <laughs> gonna care or watch this and so then all of a sudden it was Tom Berger on the host and he and I say this as someone who watched him on a local Oh, media market and then saw him for years on one of my favorite shows america's funniest home videos and i didn't like him because he was nasty (laughs) (laughs) relished genuinely relished people getting hurt not like alfonso (laughs) ribeiro who is a deft showman so i i felt like i was watching that where it was it was just a series of events had happened in his favor you know because i'm he used to be on one of Six people on a show. Like there yeah. was a show called The Red the Eye. Oh, Red Eye, Red Eye. Right. Yeah, and he was Another on that. And I think he was show. good. And I used to follow him on Twitter. Like he, he's not. There's not nothing there. This Gutfeld you're talking about? Yeah, oh. but you go now. You you just happen to have somehow trapped lightning in a bottle. But like I didn't see the flash of lightning. And when he, on Twitter, was he conservative? I was gonna say he's, a, he's on, on Fox Twitter? News, but he wasn't. 
he seemed to enjoy comedians. Like, I think he followed me, and that was how I became aware of him. Like, oh, I, gotcha. I think yeah, he was that, a consumer of comedy, sense. and he was a guy who, like, he's comic friendly. He has comics yeah. on. His show is is listed under comedy. Yeah. Well, which yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the whole sort of thrust of our thesis <laughs> right, here. Right, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry, just, sorry. No, no, no. You don't have to apologize. You're, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> but maybe someone in the audience wants to correct us and tell us the appeal, I'm and sure we would welcome be. it. I know. Well, something that I, because again, I, I was angrily like Googling him and like looking him up to find out, A, is he Jewish? And then B, other things about him. <laughs> so the one, a, a very telling thing to me was according to his Wikipedia, he's five foot five, which means he's five three. Okay. Because <laughs> that like you're correcting upward on there. That explains a lot okay. about yeah. him and his cynical viewpoint and kind well, of certainly like, why he's not standing for the monologue. Yeah, right. that's right. That's yeah. right. I have a theory about people that are are five three or right right around there that if they were simply three or four inches taller, they their lives lives would be completely different. Like Paul Simon would not be a musician if he were five seven. Yeah, I agree you know I'm five seven, which is the exact cutoff mark for where you're not noticeably short. <laughs> right. You right. Like, Gold, you don't seem, sh- don't, you don't seem, I right, because I'm 5'7", because <laughs> I'm exactly, I'm like, this is the one area, and this is why it was painful when I lost my two inches of hair, because I, <laughs> people thought I was 5'9", and now I'm really 5'7". Oh but if, if I were a half inch shorter, it would be a problem. And, and one of the sad things about being that height is you can eat so little. Like you can't eat anything because <laughs> your body's too tiny. You can't store it. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're watching people eat like a hamburger <laughs> and you can only have 40% of a hamburger. I've oh, never thought depressing. of that. That yeah. is depressing. Yeah. Uh, well, but at least uh, it's kind of good in a way. It's like a natural diet. Yeah, that's like, well, they true. live forever, these people. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah, they live, they all, you know, all the tall and, people and just happily, die happily. <laughs> well, it depends um, if they're having the key is a good sex life. Oh, Ooh, 102. We already covered that. Rest in peace, my wife. <laughs> Wait, um, so did you yeah. guys notice that one of the comedians they had on sort of gave Gutfeld a hard time for smoking pot? With Bill Maher? Yes. I did. So I went to that video podcast because we've listened to it a couple times. It's pretty funny where he gets drunk and stoned with his guests. I've seen some of those. So I watched like the first, I don't know, seven to 10 minutes, and Gutfeld is wearing a skin tight Vandals t shirt. Oh, shout out to Josh Freeze. Yes. And um, he's the whole time, he's like, you know, these these kids, you know, they're they're on apps for dating. And now, you know, when when I was young, I had to work on my personality to get laid. Like everything was about like how he had to get laid. And Bill Maher's just like, Oh yeah, how's that working for you? And so, <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was very the very first shot is of him vaping. But I yeah. don't oh, think I a, see him smoke again after that. Women, the whole women like nothing more than a five three guy <laughs> mounting them. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I just want to go back to the Vandals t-shirt for a second, and I'm I'm going to steal the great Seth Rogen line to Ted Cruz when he tweeted about how much he loved and missed Gone with the Wind. Is, Everyone associated with that would hate you. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got sucked into a little 
Kat Timpf wor- wormhole where <laughs> I watched I watched her do quote unquote stand up. Oh, uh, did you? Like and what was it? What was the? No, topic it was choice? Goldie. You, it, it was so funny because it was exactly what you said. It was exactly her, like and, and she did stand up for the Gutfeld audience. So it was like she walked from the this side and did and did her whole thing of like they don't want me to say this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was all that. It was yeah. all that. There were no punchlines. It was just like. You know, oh, wow. get, like, I guess I got to tuck it between my legs. Right. Like, <laughs> like knowing what they want to hear. Kind of oh, thing. God. I don't know, man. I, there might be an opportunity for me there. I'm willing to switch yeah. sides for the right dollar amount. Yeah. Well, you could get it. I think we've established I think that. Yeah. I mean, we um, already work for Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, that's true. Let's keep it. No, I, I prefer to say Disney now. Yeah. <laughs> we work for Disney. <laughs> Um, well, we don't work for anyone, technically. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're Ronan, Ronan writers. Um, I was very disappointed to see Mr. Wonderful on there, um, our, our buddy from Shark Tank. Uh, oh. What's his name? Kevin uh, O'Leary. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, he's from he Shark Tank. I don't begrudge anyone for going on. I'm not with you on that. Because, I, you know, uh, Pete Buttigieg goes on Fox News all the time. And Different. he did destroys i know he but does that's, great and so but, i don't i don't mind someone going on there to kind of articulate he, was he wasn't their... doing that he wasn't well, he's been he's famously like kind of conservative oh now. i don't know he, he's sort of like almost yeah. like an old sweatshop owner like everybody should be back in at work and the hours should never be <laughs> yeah he, the one thing he got indignant about was a gen z person they interviewed and he wanted to bring them in for a third interview and she <laughs> said i only interview twice and it's like the this sort of sad subtext of that was, you know, and it's like, if you want this job, honey, you got to come in a third time. It's like she didn't want the job. <laughs> she exactly. rejected you. That she was not going to work for you and didn't want to for whatever you did in those first two interviews. Right. She decided not for me right. and and didn't even feel the need for diplomacy. That's how bad she didn't want to work. There. <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent right. I didn't even think of that, me but neither. you're totally right. Um, I don't know if you noticed towards the end of the show, and I was, as Danny Smith would say, I was bobbing and weaving by that time. <laughs> but by the end of the show, there were, one of the guests was this, I'm just going to guess her name. Her name was like Deborah Friedman or something. Oh, right. The blonde. And so she lady. had a shirt on yes. that said, <laughs> end Jew hatred. But you couldn't see hatred. It was totally <laughs> it blocked. So it just looked like she just said, end Jew. <laughs> like, that's it. That together. <laughs> Oh God! Everything was, as you say, a botch. And by the way, yeah. Some- also, and that wasn't clear to me, honestly, when I saw that, and I saw her in my head. I said, "Does she mean hatred of Jews, or does she mean like Jewish racism against Palestinians?" Like, I, I, oh. I couldn't figure that out. And yeah. I, I think she's Jewish, but I yeah. still yeah, am she not had positive. A Jewish name. She, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. yeah, it could go either way. Still, a couple of things to note about. Gutfeld's riffing and comedy style. So his version of riffing was when somebody sang the first line of the Jeffersons theme song, he just sang the next two lines. And he was like, that was his version of I'm riffing now. It's like, we all know the next lines. Pot calling the kettle a little (laughs) bit here. (laughs) What do you mean? We do it all the time. Oh, please. I can riff with the best of them. Goldie, start a theme song. I'll give you the next two two lines. Uh, but also another version of him riffing was doing a toilet flush. Oh, <laughs> Remember yes. that? They were bemoaning, bemoaning the loss of a high-powered toilet. And, but also anytime anyone does that, the, the sort of implication is like you are a 
disgusting repulsive shitter <laughs> because you I'm able it. to flush my shits. Like, this isn't <laughs> really a problem for me. So something, you may be one of the original <laughs> toilet users in Israel. Yeah. Where, yeah, I guess that's the the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, have again. a few vegetables here, my friend. Uh, oh boy! But they, I mean, in this area, what, the worst joke that I wrote down was the line, and this is a question as old as the toilet paper stuck to Whoopi Goldberg's oh, shoe. Yeah. I know. I it's like, uh, and it's like they, there must she never had an it. incident where she was known. Right. For coming out with toilet paper on her Maybe. shoe. So I guess you're just kind of saying she's like a slob. Right. I think they're just I, trying I, I to say I don't know. I kind of felt like maybe there that did rattle something in my memory of like maybe that did happen on The View where she came out and she had toilet paper still on her shoe. Like maybe. A, but still, it was So now such I have to be a, a View historian reach. to understand Gutfeld. <laughs> well, you know, it's just you you have to hate Whoopi Goldberg. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I think a lot of the right does. Yeah. Um, yes. So, but ju- then just, I don't know, because I, I can't stand even talking about this too much more. I had written down at the end, uh, why did we do this? And then <laughs> my DVR actually said, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like when, when I erased it from the DVR, I could hear my DVR go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny feature for them to add. You delete it. Ah. <laughs> That feels like a family guy cutaway as Peter's like, I'm just going to delete all these old gut fails from the DVR. Delete, 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 oh, delete. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tried to get something done like 12 years ago where you could have something on your iPhone where when you plugged it in, it went, ah. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. But nobody, nobody bit. They don't know. <laughs> they just don't get it. <laughs> all right. Well, Gutfeld. We 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 hardly knew ye, but I think Listen, we knew ye. I'm glad we did that. If he if he thinks he can beat us in the market for fake outrage and bad quips, <laughs> I say no way. <laughs> and if he wants to riff with me, theme song for theme song, <laughs> I will do a '70s '80s theme song. Battle. An open invite to Cat Timph. <laughs> oh, Timph. It's Timph time. Timphony. It's time for a Timphony, yes. It's time for Timph. Oh, God. Well, no, but seriously, today it's time for top five. Top right. five. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. JC, this All was right. your hot, hot topic. Let, let. So tell us what we get. Top so. five things that make you cry. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number five is sports related. I think I cry a lot at sports. Um, if my favorite team or player wins, it's usually like wins. Yeah. I've even gone to my very first hockey game when the lights went down and everything started swirl. I cried. So <laughs> the, the, that's... yeah, no, I get that. Some of mine are sports related. I okay. Um, my number four <laughs> proposal videos. I don't know why. Yeah, I those, sob. Don't, those don't get me I at cannot, all. I can't. I can't not. Um, my number three, sleep deprivation. If mm. I'm Tai Tai, real talk. I'll be like, first I'll start out as a crabby baby. Yeah, and then I'll probably cry if I don't go to bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number two is basically I just the word empathy. No, if someone's crying, I cry. Like Goldie, anytime you tear up, I tear up. Um, mm-hmm. I watched one episode once of The Biggest Loser. 
And oh, I love that show. Stu was taking a nap, and when he woke up, he was like, he thought someone died. I was crying so, mm-hmm. I, it was crazy. Do you cry when you watch that show? I used to love that show. Yeah. I just remember the theme song of that. Gutfeld, come on, do you remember the <laughs> <laughs> biggest I don't. You used no. to, but you never what have you done oh, wait, no, I do. to make hey, you feel proud? the biggest loser, the biggest loser tonight. <laughs> hey, Tubby, let's lose some weight today. You're gonna climb a rock wall and swing on a rope all day. Hey, let's get on the scale. You better not bail. We're not gonna fail. It's the biggest loser. You're the loser. <laughs> We're all losers tonight. Woo! That's really That's it, right? That's, That's really that it. That was better. Much better. Uh, did you have number one, Jason? I do. Number one. Yeah. Losing someone you love, or even just the thought of losing mm. someone you love. That's my mm. number one. Yeah. You had a couple of real person things. I kind yeah. of avoided those. <laughs> all right. So for me, number five, uh, reaction videos. I, knew I love reaction there. videos. I love when people experience joy and sorrow of watching things that I've seen a thousand times. That makes me excited. Number four, I mentioned this before in the podcast, Secretariat at the Belmont. I can watch that once a year. It's just a tremendous machine. (laughs) Number three, Forrest Gump asking if his son is stupid. Oh. Makes me cry every time. It does. Why? <laughs> the, the way he says it is so awesome. I love that Goldie loves that so much. Why are you mocking what I cry about? Forrest Gump asking, he asks in such a sweet way if his son is stupid. I don't know if we were teaching radio or radio. Yeah, exactly. When someone is 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 acting in that way now, it it seems just so on face offensive. I know, yeah, totally. I know, but Tom Hanks got away with it. God bless him. I know. Great movie, Ten Quadrant movie. Uh, number two, and Goldie could have probably predicted this one. Maybe you too, JC. Chalky Riverbed E.T. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. number one. Ooh, God. <laughs> number one, this is very specific. It's a video that I've seen, I don't know why, so many times, to show you how attached animals get to their owners. Oh. It's um, this German shepherd literally crying on its owner's grave. Oh. And like, just so... He can smell that she's there, but she's he knows that she's not there. And, oh and the German Shepherd, is, its lips are flapping because he's hyperventilating on the grave. So that, that one gets Whoa. me the most. That's heavy. Even just talking about <laughs> it. I almost can't hear about it. I know. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send it to you, Bo. Please don't. <laughs> All right. I'd rather watch Gutfeld. Oh, I might hold you to that. Oh, we're moving on. Uh, All right. So number five for me was the Luther Vandross song, Dances With My Father. Oh, Oh, that is a nice. I've seen very sad videos of that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, If your dad is dead, it'll hit you. You you Uh, miss dancing with him. The number. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Uh, the number four is um, jumpy old timey film strip footage set to dramatic music, especially if it's of wartime stuff. Wow, wow. that's so specific. 
Wait, yeah. so a jumpy wow. old time movie footage set like to of D Day or something. Yes, oh. that uh, you know, or, or people even like after they've won or yes. you know, just just yeah. it's it's that thing. It's the carpe diem moment yes. of yeah. uh, of the old alumni, the black and white. They're all dead. Yeah, yeah oh. the greatest long greatest dead, generation. Their lives were as real to them as ours are to us. But yeah, all they seem that, so... all that's left is black and white. Yeah, the greatest generation. I bet they didn't work from Zoom every day of the week. <laughs> uh, number three is there is a pug Facebook owners group. <laughs> every day it seems a few pugs die, or as they call it, there across the Rainbow Bridge, Aww. and the people's tributes to their dogs oh. are so sweet <gasps> and heartfelt yeah. um, that Gut-felt. it's it's. <laughs> it's uh, I'm tearing up thinking yeah, about it. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Number two, my dad's grave. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's my dad's grave. <laughs> when I go to my dad's grave, I cry. Yeah, of course. You've got a right to. Uh, it gets me every time. Yeah. Uh, and the number one thing is watching my kids perform. Oh. Yeah. I can't do it without crying. That's so sweet. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great list. All yes. right, so what do we have next week? The Cry top baby. five best-looking people ever. Oh, Ooh. I love this. I love. I think about this all the time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. this will be a good one. Yes. So it's, oh, people could be male or female. Yeah. Anyone wow. ever. Top yep. five best-looking people in I history. Love that. I love awesome. that one. Awesome. Oh, looking Number five, cat. Timp. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Timp. <laughs> I love doing that close to the mic. Timp. <laughs> All right. Great top five. Great category, yes. JC. I'm looking Thank forward you. to that one. Next, Next week, week is sort of a palate cleanse to this emotional one. Oh, and before we forget, uh, we have a great guest next week. We're super mm-hmm. excited for Mike Gibbons, Goldie, and I. Have worked with Gibby. We can call him that because we've worked with him. We know him. Where did Mike you guys Gibbons? Work? We worked together on the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. I didn't know. Yes, oh, that's and, so cool. and and Gibby has worked with some of our absolute fra- favorites and some giants in the business. He has worked with our good friend uh, Brody Stevens. Rest in peace. Don't oh, hit he gone. I won't. He worked with um, David Letterman most oh, recently what? on his most recent show. That's cool. Uh, and he worked, obviously, with uh, Kilborn, and he worked with so many people. He's been through it many, many times, so we can't wait to talk to him next week, even though JC says he's being a problem. No. But we'll, we'll sort that out <laughs> next week. I the exact opposite for the record. <laughs> um, but now let's end the show like we do every week on a high note. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tom and Max. Oh, and by the way, Tom Gamble has that great shirt out. I don't know if people can get that uh, on... I, I saw it on some site called, I think, Bonfire. Bonfire, yeah. I posted yeah, the Bonfi- link on our... Instagram Tom Gamble, our, our great friend, uh, hilarious writer, and very talented animator, illustrator, uh, has designed a shirt in support of the writers during the writer's strike. And if you want to get that, I already have purchased one. Same. 
um, go to Bonfire and look for, uh, what is it, Stop the Robots, I think would be the yeah, thing to look for. I, That's yeah, the... what the T-shirt says. Yes. Um, all right, I'll go quickly. TV-themed show today. So my high note is a TV show. It's a show called Happy Valley. I don't know if you know this show. It's a British crime show. show. <laughs> it's so This is my wheelhouse. Great. Yes. Yeah, I love so British crime So they had two almost perfect seasons the first season and the second season they were both excellent and then they've had this several year gap and now season three has just come out and i have watched the first two episodes and i can report that it might be even better wow than the first couple of amazing seasons so where do we stream this well i stream it on something called acorn oh acorn which is a like a brit box type thing but i think it's also on bbc america on like just regular television it's not on amazon prime maybe it's not out yet on amazon maybe because anyway wherever you can find happy valley please watch it it's great okay Mine's pretty quick and light. Yeah. Um, the French Open. I just mm. love a Grand Slam. And oh. uh, uh, It's on clay, you know. It's on clay. Red clay. <laughs> Gaël Monfils, who is a 36-year-old Frenchman, very legendary uh, player. He should have lost this match. He was down like 4-1 in the fifth set. And I had to turn off the match and then suddenly I got a notification that he won. He came back and won. He had cramps. His cramp could barely move during his speech afterwards. So Mon fils, mon Dieu. M- oh okay. <laughs> you speak French, I don't I but just yes. gut felt rift on you. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Goldie. So mine is Las Vegas. That, oh. Uh during the pandemic I I would have said I will probably never go to Las Vegas again. Yeah. Yes. It felt like the odds, if you were setting a line, I would set them at 0.5 as the over-under to yeah. whether I would get there again. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I brought my seven-year-old, and Las Vegas is for children. That makes wow. perfect sense. This is who should be going to Las Vegas. Right. There's a hotel that's a castle, a hotel that's a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. right. These shows are very entertaining for them. Yes. Right. Who'd you <laughs> Somewhat see? for us. Who'd you see? Uh, so I saw the Beatles love. Awesome. That's which great. It's my great third job. time. There was a giant fist fight in the front row <laughs> during the Beatles love. What a city! What? What a I don't know how you get in a brawl at love. <laughs> and so two rows clear out. People running and shrieking. Wow! And then it was during the song "Revolution," and they're doing these Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Very difficult stunts. And I'm kind of scared that they're going to throw some performer's right. mojo off and a person's going to fall from, you know, suspension, whatever. But what ended up happening was there was a performer on one part of the stage who missed the fact that there was a brawl. And then, he, you know, it was clear he's supposed to rotate to this other part of the stage. So (laughs) these people had just had this huge fight in front of them and he runs and he goes to the front of the stage and leans into the row with flashing the peace sign and goes, yeah! <laughs> I get that part of the show. But, so I really enjoyed that. And I saw the Blue Man Group, which oh, cool. remains a good show, although it seems kind of dated. I remember at the time I saw it in the 90s thinking this was the most avant-garde, incredible thing I'd ever witnessed. Yeah. I did not yeah. feel the same, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, uh, but cool. it, it's a fun listen. Las Vegas is back. Didn't see one MAGA hat. People now Ooh. know that's social death. 
you can go there and have a decent time again. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Great. Wait, did you when you went there? Was that where Thanks for the Rice happened? That yes. was. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It happened technically in Baker, I believe, on that on the <laughs> <Yes>. way back. <laughs> yeah. The mad Greek, that. I think it was called. I love tracking that in your life. <laughs> thanks for the rice. Uh, well, thanks for the rice. Thank yes. you two for being awesome. Thank, thank thanks, you. Gutfeld, for the rice. <laughs> thanks for the rice, Gutfeld, and Travis and Biggins. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. No, we won't. That was fun. And it stops right now.